Those bells are the sounds of a Christmas episode, a special Christmas episode <laughs> of this Town Tailgate podcast. Um, what can we say about this podcast, Julio? I don't know. We talk about um, the Indians making a name change. Um, we hop into uh, the Major League Baseball acknowledging the Negro Leagues as part of the past. Maybe a little bit too late, but we dive deep into it and how we feel about that. Then what, what do we talk about, Julio? We got some A's news. Uh, not a really player moves, but a lot of organization stuff, including a new team joining us in the major leagues or in the minor leagues, as well as a familiar face becoming a bigger part of our coaching staff. But of course it is a fish. It's December 21st. It's officially winter, which means winter meetings. What are we going to talk about? Not a, not a ton, a little bit, a little bit quiet on the Western front, but we, we have a few moves that we talk about, um, a big back going to Boston, um, an aging pitcher going to Tampa, so on, so forth. And then finally, we finish it off with it's Christmas season, our MLB Christmas Santa wish list. What we want to happen in this next coming year for the MLB season. We're wishing, we're hoping for it for Christmas, and we're hoping that Santa delivers on it. So stick around, check out the episode. Here it goes. Christmas to all baseball fans out there. Um, we are very festive today. We are wearing yep. um, uh, ugly Christmas sweaters. Actually, I kind of like yours, Julio, though. I would not call yours ugly. So the one thing that throws it off, you'll see it on YouTube. So it's got yeah. like cats on the bottom, the dogs. There's a sloth. I don't know. but Sloths there. are cool, bro. But like, uh, not, whatever. <laughs> we have a very special guest joining us again. Um, a favorite of the podcast, Ronnie. What up, Ronnie? Hey guys, how's Welcome it back. going? Glad good, to be dude. back. And for what it's worth, I'm a big fan of sloths. So, uh, yeah. Oh, well, of course. The, hands down, the best joke in Zootopia was the sloth joke at the DMV. Hands down. I don't remember a lot of Zootopia jokes, so I agree with you because I remember that one. So. Yeah, right. I mean, it was in the trailer, so maybe that's the reason why. But I mean, the best. Know, well, what about the, like Godfather sequence? Don't remember that. That one was pretty funny as yeah. well. There's a lot of that's a funny movie. It's an that's excellent a, movie. That's just a funny movie. Need to rewatch it. Um, I am uh, you know, the Warriors tip off tomorrow the season, so I am festive with my Warriors gear. Uh, I got a Warriors ugly Christmas footer, my Warriors hat going. Uh, recorded the the new uh podcast of of the uh, Bandwagon Fan Podcast Network last night, so I'm, I'm all NBA'd out. Um, What's the name of the pod? Is it just the NBA pod or? Uh, I'll plug it at the end. Okay. To the end. But uh, let's just jump into what we've been doing lately. So, guys, I survived COVID. Um, big big clap to me. Uh, I got it, and I survived it, which is the reason why it's taken so long for us to do another podcast, because I couldn't do it because I was very sick. Um, Julio, almost, okay. Julio was going to do an episode without me, and I was trying to get him to do it, but it fell through. Um, what's been going on with you guys? Uh, I, uh, I didn't get COVID. Yeah, I didn't get COVID. Good job. Uh, Proud of you. Yeah, just, I don't tell you that enough. Yeah, um, <laughs> I I'm on holiday break for work, so that's fun. 
yeah. going to be watching a lot of movies and and playing a lot of video games and going on walks and puzzles and shit because I can't really do anything else. So did you pick up rollerblading along the uh, L.A. River or what? No, but it's funny. We're actually talking because uh, we've, we've been a big thing. We've been taking up just like going on walks around the neighborhoods and shit in Glendale. Yeah. And uh, in the nice warm L.A. weather. Yeah. 80 degrees the, today. The frigid no, winter that's, of L.A. I hate it. I love it's it. Just... I, we were bragging to a couple of our East Coast friends. I don't know. Does Ronnie know the Schlatters? Uh, not, no, I don't think so. I don't no. believe so. Oh, he was in and my they were talking program, about like, but... oh, yeah, we have 15. We have 15 feet of snow outside and it's like. 20 degrees and we're like oh that sucks it's a it's a, it's a very nice 71 degrees today i'm enjoying it so i much. might wear a, a, a light jacket you know yeah. when it gets dark i yeah. might just bring it with yeah. me yeah yeah exactly uh but we're we're talking about our next walk we're gonna go on a walk tomorrow morning along the la river there's actually this really bomb and i can't say can't believe i'm saying this this really bomb vegan bakery <laughs> called just what i needed LA is Congrats, man. Yeah, yeah. when well, you're true LA. LA, I. And that's the thing. I'm kind of just like, oh, cool, whatever. And I had, I'm like, it's super good. So. What's it called? Uh, you give it no a plug. free plugs? Just, just what I needed. Like, and. Just what I needed? And, or K N. Oh, my God, of course. I will never go there, so it doesn't matter. I know, I believe you. Good. What's new? Just getting ready for sports, man. I'm excited. Basketball starts this week. The yeah. hockey news is kind of like all the divisions are kind of wacky and excited to talk baseball with you guys. So, um, yeah, man, just just chilling, excited for the holidays. Uh, you've been playing anything lately or um, I have like 300 crowns or something on Fall Guys. Um, oh, did you shit. get did you did you get a PS5? No, I did not. Uh, I haven't got either of the new consoles. Uh, I'm going to wait probably till like early next year. Aside from that, just Fall Guys and uh, Hades, and that's it. My wow. entire life. Did you uh, did you get Cyberpunk by any chance on PC? No, nah, man. I knew it was going to be a disaster. I didn't want to like, yeah. like I don't know. You don't you so, don't want to be wait. the first one to test drive like a brand new like model of a car, right? Like you want to you want somebody else to yeah. figure out what's wrong with it. That's <laughs> Are you aware of about about this game? I'll do a quick little summary if you don't know about it. Cyberpunk. Oh. I have yeah. no idea. I've, ne- I've does- never heard of this. Okay, is it Chris, only yeah. is it a, is it a only a a uh, a, a, a blah, 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 desktop game or is no. it on is it on so like it's on X- PS4, Xbox One, and then you can play it on PS5 and the new Xbox, okay. right? But uh, the company that made it, they announced the game. What it's been it was announced like what eight years yeah. ago, seven years ago, quite some time. It's been in development for a super long time. The company that made it actually did the Witcher series, so like the the, the Netflix oh, okay. show The Witcher. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's the same company that video game, and, and like that video game is like one of the best of like the decade. So yeah. there was a ton of hype around this game. Keanu Reeves is like the main character in it. Oh, okay, I've seen commercials. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like it's like this very like RPG Grand Theft Auto style game, and you could do this whatever you want. Um, it's a complete turd on on PS4 and Xbox One. Like it is the buggiest game that's ever. There's come some out. great videos out With, there. Is that ju- is it just on PS4 and Xbox One that it's buggy, or is it yep. is it on on PS5 too that it's buggy, or is it fine on PS5? Like, what's the deal? I think PS5 I heard is fine. Yeah, I heard Series X is okay too. Okay, it's, but still, it's like why do I want to spend sixty dollars on this game that I know is not complete? Where if I just wait until the summer, 
get it for twenty. Yeah. So are they gonna recall it or what? I feel they, like I, if did. I'm a they if did. I'm a gamer, okay, yeah, I'd be fucking pissed. Yeah, there's so, there, there's a lot like going into it too because they delayed this game like over and over again, and it caused kind of a fervor where people were pissed. They're just like, hey, release your game, like we want to play it. Yeah. Which is kind of it's weird now. I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with the industry because this game was not ready to come out at all. Yeah. So did they try to rush it for the holiday season or that's something? That's what it sounds like. And okay. it was supposed to come out what, like earlier this year, Julio? Like, yeah, it's supposed to come out I think like in June or or maybe May. earlier, yeah. Yeah. But and even for the yeah, it, it's a disaster. it's just gonna be pretty bad for the industry. For like because it was like a huge crunch for it and now it's all delayed. Sony pulled it off the PlayStation store because of how undeveloped it is. So it's just like, screw yeah. you guys. I mean, you have to, you have to, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're Sony, that would, that would be a mistake. Um, well, there's a nice little preview of, uh, <laughs> of a future podcast. That's going to become this network. So yeah, 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 uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say, I'll, that's all I'll say about it. Um, stay tuned for that. Um, let's talk ball. Let's talk baseball guys. Um, yeah, news around the league. Uh, let's start with this. This is very interesting. Well, hold on. Yeah, let's start with this. The Cleveland used to be Indians decided to drop the name the Indians finally after years Thank and God. years and years and actually decades of dispute with um, civil rights organizations. Um, they have not now announced their new name yet. They said they're going to announce it in what is like a month, I think. Um, uh, they're trying to figure out what their names are. But, uh, I mean, they got rid of Chief Wahoo, like kind of, but not really. I think they... Didn't they make it a point to like use to wear those hats like one game per like playoff series or something like that as a tradition, which is still stupid in, yeah, in it's general. Yeah, kind of ridiculous. But they they more or less got rid of Chief Wahoo a few years ago. It's been like a process, and they finally just dropped the name. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, this is just a long time. Uh, this is a long time coming. Yeah, that's the way yeah, I see it. Who I agree. There's not really much else you can say about it. It's just. It's been a long time coming. Uh, yeah. If you aren't really, if you don't really understand why this is a bad thing of having the name Indians, uh, which is totally okay. Don't be afraid to ask that question to people, but definitely do some research. It's not the best thing to have your franchise, the Indians. Um, it's a little bit of a slap in the face to indigenous people and the native Americans of the country. But in terms of like what's going to happen in the future, I think they already announced they're going to still carry the name for 2021 season. That'll be it. And then next in the 2022 will be the new name. Um, and it's just been overdue. It seems like we're going to talk a little bit more about MLB kind of doing the right thing right now. Um, but it's a start. It's, Obviously, I think there's going to be a lot of work that we still need to do as fans and as like the organization will need to do. But if you probably ask Cleveland fans, they were wanting this. Yeah, it's a little frustrating just how this process is played out where it just feels like it's just incremental levels when it could have just been one fell swoop, right? Like getting rid of Chief Wahoo, very much necessary. Can't believe that mascot stayed for as long as it did or that symbol. Um, but it's just like this frustration of why, why keep it for this year? Right. Like we've already seen the Washington football team drop it and just go by like, like I'd almost have more respect if they just went by like the Cleveland baseball club for like a season. Right. And then 
they put their name right it just feels like we're they don't want to let it go and uh, like you could tell that they don't want to let it go and the way that they talk about it post this decision the way that they're like extending the name for another year it's just the problem is it's not the when you say they it's literally them it's literally the owners yeah, of that base that's the first no yeah, one else, else thinks Sorry. that they should hold on to that name i should yeah, have specified yeah it's, it's the owners of the team that are like it feels like you're taking a toy away from a kid the way they complain about it and they're frustrated when you could just drop the name right like the the c logo is already is way better than chief Wahoo ever was it's classic it's clean like i think whatever they do with it they do next like keeping that branding looks good to me it's just a classic hat i can see people wearing that like even if they're not cleveland baseball team fans but yeah. just the owners are it's just so frustrating it's very reminiscent of dan snyder but even he just fully dropped the name and was like, let's figure it out like next year, right? This team wants to keep that horrendous uh, name for another season. And it's just frustrating, especially like I like, I usually like rooting for that team. Like when they're around just cause it's been so long since they've won anything, but that ownership team makes it pretty difficult too. L- let's be honest. The reason why they're doing it for a year is because they don't want to get rid of all the merchandise and the signs they have around town and all this stuff. They don't want to get rid of it that fast. They want to try and sell out that stuff mm-hmm. and make money off of it and take their time to do it. That's the only reason why. Yeah. Otherwise, like, uh, I mean, a smart PR decision would be to drop the name, get a new one, and then just completely just flush out all that stuff. But no, that's not what they want to do. They want to, they want to try and still make bucks off the, what the, the stuff they have left. 100%. It's a fucking joke. But, I mean, that's... That's what this league is. Is 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 just con- we you know the listeners are probably tired of hearing about me and Julio talk about this podcast. Okay, boomer and <laughs> blame, blaming the old people for ruining this game, but it's true. It's hundred percent true. This is another instance of that, and it's just like I, I and I, I try. So I I got into like a little bit of an argument with a friend of mine. And I changed his I changed his opinion very quick. I'm not going to call out that friend on this podcast, but uh, Julio knows who he is. Um. And he was saying, like, this is so stupid. Like, why is that offensive? Like, why are they why do they need to change it? Like, it's been there for so long. And I was like, okay, so let me let me explain it to you this way. Uh, I explained something, then Mason explained it. Uh, I was like, let me explain something to this to you this way. I'm a Mexican, so I was like, and he is that person is also Mexican. And I said, how would you feel if the Oakland A's were called the Oakland and I used a derogatory name? How would you feel about that? I think we all know what name that is. Let's just say swimming across the river. Um, and he was like, well, that's pretty offensive. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, that's how like Native Americans feel. Like, Basically, Columbus showed up onto this land and said, like, you guys are Indians. And they're like, no, we're not. <laughs> not even close. Like, nah, you're Indians. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, we're going to call you that. So a name a name for their, for their uh, race, for lack of a better word, that was given to them by a white race. How is that not offensive in any way? And then the, he c- tried to commit genocide on that race. So he named them, and then he tried to kill all yeah. of them. So that how is that not offensive? Yeah, how is that not offensive? Like, everything about the name Indians for Native Americans yeah. is extremely offensive. Especially because it's a blanket and, term, too. Like, it doesn't yeah, and, get into the actual individual groups that were in that area. It's like a blanket term that's wrong. Exactly. So once we explained that to our me and my buddy Mason, once we explained that to our friend, he was like, yeah, based on what you guys said, and I did a little bit more reading while you were doing that, uh, I changed my mind. Yeah, well, they, sh- they should change that name. And he just instantly flipped. Yeah, which great. is why I'm encouraging definitely do your own research and ask yeah. the appropriate people about this. But let's have 
some fun with this. You are the uh, leading the commission to change the Cleveland baseball name. Uh, give me some of your best pitches. You don't have to give me a best pitch. Screw it. Just give me a name. What would sound cool? Steamers. I'll lead us off. That eat what? The, what the beamers? No steamers. Cleveland the steamers. Cle- <laughs> Why steamers? Um, steamers. I'll let you look that one up, Chris. I think that's a, but I think that's the one they should go with is the Cleveland steamers. <laughs> okay. My- All right. I like it. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Julio. Uh, I stepped over you. Go ahead. Yeah. So you're good. Uh, I, I think one would be like the Cleveland rockers because rock and roll hall of fame. That was one of kinda, mine. Yeah, yeah. That's there's some competition because of the, the Colorado Rockies. Oh, um, the steamroll. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe something like uh, uh, something with like the lake, with like Lake the, Erie. So like the Cleveland the Cleveland Lakes. LeBrons. The Cleveland, Cleveland LeBrons, LeBrons would be good. LeBrons. I'd go with that. Uh, the, the Cleveland Erie's Monarchs. We would have talked. The Erie's. What the would your mascot? Hold on, what would your mascot be for the Cleveland Erie's? Like a, like a big ass just, ear. Just silence. <laughs> An ear. Just, no, just that would huge, be that would be ear. Like a play on words. Like Erie. It'd be just like a kind of a creepy person. That's what it should be. Like that guy makes it like, it's kind of an eerie feeling. Yeah. Oh, it does every, I know, um, other sports, every team has to have a mask. Actually, no, they don't. Does MLB, every team have to have a mascot? I don't like, well, angels don't have, no, the Dodgers don't have one. And they had the Dodgers. There's uh, there's a handful of teams that don't. Yeah. The Dodgers mascots, Mary Hart. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Or we can go all in. The Cleveland Drew carries. No. The God, Cleveland no. Drews. Okay. Just shorten it to Drews. Cleveland Drews. And then any Drew that's um, there gets in free. Ohio. <laughs> it was something that we were talking about earlier. Maybe something based on the news, which we're going to get into that news story in a second. Maybe something like a tribute to the old um, uh, Negro League uh, names. Like the like the Kansas City Monarchs is one of the most um, iconic name or iconic teams of that league. So maybe the Cleveland Monarchs would be kind of cool or something. Uh, we don't have to go through some of the other names because they're just racist. Like, I don't think we should name them the Black Yankees, but, you know, something like that that's not as offensive. Maybe we could go with that. But I don't know. Yeah, I think the Cleveland Rockers best identifies with Cleveland. Yeah. Because the Rock and Roll That's all they have, man. The problem is Cleveland sports all Cleveland. names are terrible. Cavaliers? And I think Cavaliers, Cavaliers and Browns? Cool. Come on. Yeah. Somebody that, I mean, if Cavaliers is your, like, high watermark <laughs> – you got to come up with something better. Rockers would be ten times better than either of those names, to me. Maybe like an iconic like Indians coach or something. I mean, like that's what the Browns did. They named it after Paul yeah. Brown. So I mean, I don't know. The yeah. After Larry the Doby. Maybe. Um, well, I like that. Actually, I like that. Okay. Well, not necessarily Doby, but if there's maybe somebody Satchel who's... Page. Cleveland Pages. Yeah. Although that would that'd that'd be a, a, a book would be your mascot. Uh, well, at this point, you don't really need a mascot, right? Like, just get something that sounds cool. And, or the satchels. Yeah. And to me, just be a big ass satchel. And just be a bag. Just a man purse. <laughs> oh. Oh. I, I hope it's something kind of classic sounding, like Monarchs or Rockers would be good. Yeah. Just something like kind of like straightforward. Just because when I like Cleveland to me is like a just like classic baseball team, right? Like even right now, mm-hmm. like their design is just pretty straightforward and i wouldn't yeah. want them to mess with that like i don't want them to try hard for anything the cleveland jobus <laughs> i feel like i feel like that's just adjacent to like 
Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. that's not that yeah. far off from what they have, which means that's probably yeah. what they'll choose. The ownership team has proven. Yeah, that's probably they'll be like, "What do you mean? This is better. We this is or um or the Cleveland Wild things. I'm just trying to think of Major League now. Mm. We really don't have to spend the rest. Yeah. Of Cleveland, yeah. this is just the Cleveland things. We can we can move on to the next. Let's move on to the next item. Yeah. All right. So um. It's not official, but it looks like baseball might be delayed until May because they're hoping that the vaccine will be mass produced by then and it'll cover their asses. I Sure. I'm not surprised that they are trying to make this move. They're probably like, oh, guys, we could probably get the vaccine earlier before everybody. So they're doing the opposite of what the NBA mm-hmm. wants to do. They don't want to take advantage of their power and hand it out to their stars. They or they want to do that. And the NBA is like, no, like there's people who actually need this vac- vaccine that we should save. But no, of course, the old guys sitting over on the couch uh, yelling about the young generation. They're the ones who want it now. But yeah. whatever. This is frustrating. So frustrating yeah. for me. As like I was reading a few articles, like getting ready once you sent the outline over, and it's just both sides, like players' union and the and the owners, they're just both trying to make themselves sound so good when they're neither of them are right. So you got the owners that are like, "Well, we want everybody to be safe, so we're going to wait for a vaccine." That's not true. You want to wait as long as you can so you can get people in the seats, so you don't lose a bunch of money. I have more respect yeah. if you said that. And then the players on the other side are like. No, we we proved we can have a full season. No, you didn't. The Cardinals like they didn't even play all their games. Justin mm-hmm. Turner got COVID in the World Series and still played half mm-hmm. the game. You definitely didn't and probably infected his entire yeah, team. You definitely didn't show that you could follow <laughs> yeah. protocols because there was like no real protocol set in place. Yeah. So like so both sides like and the, obviously the players want to get paid. So it's just frustrating that both sides are trying to cover up different ways of saying, "Hey, I want to get paid." Right. Like, yeah, just come out and say the truth. I have way more like respect for you if you have an actual like argument of like, hey, we want to make money. We want to make money. Let's figure it out instead of trying to make Quit talking to like us like we're, we're like we're stupid. We're yeah, not like exactly. we know what's going on. Like, 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 get the fuck out of here. I, I don't know. I mean, do you have anything to add, Julio? Or do you want to or should we move on? Um, Not really, because at the end of the day, the people this is really going to screw over is like the employees of the teams when so yeah. many teams are just. Uh, furloughing more and more players. I know the Dodgers recently had to do a furlough. The Do- the Angel, the A's had one a while back, and it's just like cool if you're just gonna keep pushing back the season. When in reality, you could start all this on time. Still, you just got to be a little more protective about it. It's just to me, it shows one the lack of trust in the players from the ownership standpoint. And then two, the lack of trust from the players to ownership that you're not going to protect this. So yeah, man. Yeah. But even though Memorial, if baseball does start Memorial Day, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I agree. That that is past time. It's just yeah, it's frustrating because the season could happen. It just feels like the entire league, the entire infrastructure needs to take what's happening more seriously. They obviously didn't last year. We could have had way more than a sixty game season, but both sides of this argument were still arguing, right? Like, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about the sports calendar, and how that fucks up the sports calendar a little bit because that means that you would have baseball start in the heart of the NBA playoffs, which I'm telling you right now is a ratings nightmare for baseball. That is mm-hmm. not what you want. True. Um, what works out for baseball so well is how March Madness literally leads up to the day before opening day. 
Um, and then you have a month of people just taking in baseball and the start of it and getting excited for it. And it kind of gets them excited for the summer. And then the NBA playoffs hit. And then it's just kind of like a combination of the two. You don't really lose your luster, but you don't really also take away from the other sport. If you started at the end of May or the beginning of May, whatever, I don't know, whatever they're going to do, that just, I mean, I, I see that as a nightmare. I mean, you're already having an issue getting a younger audience to watch this game, and you're going to take the one sport that dominates the younger <laughs> audience and you want to go head-to-head with them? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, it's That's just irresponsible. But, I feel, yeah, it just goes back to I think owners and players are very short-sighted in like their goals right i don't know if anybody really i mean somebody out there has to some guy probably screaming in a cubicle has the best interest of long-term baseball in mind at mlb yeah, but yeah he's getting drowned out by people that want money now and the i mean the, I, I get it right like I, the owners look at last year what was it like a 300 like million billion like money loss for them players only got like 33 percent of their like their salary Obviously, like neither side is happy with that, so they want to figure out how to make it happen. But yeah. I agree. If debuting during the NBA playoffs, nightmare for baseball, especially because the end of your season, like already kind of bleeds over a little bit into football, right? So you're kind of like already yeah. losing that. You're losing both ends of your pie, and it's just, yeah, it's not great either way. And I think base mm-hmm. they could be good, right? Baseball could make other changes to get the younger audience in right that's a full separate conversation we can go down that rabbit hole at some point my third episode on we'll go on that rabbit hole but yes we we've already seen the effects of of the last four years of baseball going head-to-head with the monster that is football and with their playoffs every year um they were able to make it through it back in you know 2017 and 16 because they had two great matchups in the world series and two exciting world series but it's just, it. I mean, they got to change something. And moving it backward is not the mm-hmm. answer, in my opinion. If anything, you should do the opposite. You should move it yeah. forward. But it is what yeah, it is. Yeah, there's a lot of issues. Um, all right. Uh, the Phillies uh, hired David Dabrowski. Um, so somehow, someway, Dabrowski gets another job in baseball. <laughs> I don't, I mean. It's baseball. Good job. He Look, look. <laughs> I get it. He, baseball operations. Yeah, he won a World Series, but he left that Boston team in shambles. Um, he did great things with the Tigers. He won a World Series with the with the uh, Marlins back in the 90s. He's definitely probably a future Hall of Famer. But, I mean, I just feel like the game just passed him by a little bit. I don't know. No, look, I love it because if you're – his big thing is if you – give him the money and you let him do what he does with your farm. You're going to be in a world series. You'll be in a world series within. If you look at these last three teams, he's helped manage where he actually went on in with this philosophy. You're going to be in a world series in the next two to four years. And this is he, this is like one of the great teams that I thought he would have, he should have gone to. I was thinking if he went to somewhere like the angels where kind of gut out whatever farm they have and just go all in with Trout and Otani while they're in their prime still, or a team like, um, like the White Sox, if they would have done that, it's awesome. And like Philly is a perfect place for him to go. Uh, Bryce isn't getting any younger. Reese Hoskins had a really good year last year. Um, Oh God, who's their ace pitcher again? 
Oh Aaron Nola, but didn't Aaron, Aaron Nola, Nola leave? No, no, he's not. He's still there. But like uh, that, that's the perfect team where it's like these guys are ready. They just need, and like they were pretty disappointing this year, but like they just need that extra little push over the top. And if you get somebody like him who knows how to run an organization to get you to a championship level, then screw it. Is And I'm sure if you were to ask any Red Sox fan from 2018 and any Marlins fans, all five of them, about 97, and even like the early 2010s Tigers teams, if you were to tell those fans like, hey, it was a worth it, like, they'll probably tell you, yeah, because you saw your team successful. Even though, even though the Tigers didn't win, you're going to have like, shit, three or four guys in the Hall of Fame alone on that team. So like, it works. It's just Julio, a risk. Julio, you give me the money, uh, then and <laughs> and I listen to my scouting department. Yeah, I'll win a fucking <laughs> World Series. Like, get the fuck out of I, here. I see where Julio's coming from because there seems to that. I I don't actually feel. I, I I'm not actually upset, Julio. That's just very aggressive way to do it. You, you look like you're like well, fuck you, Chris. <laughs> yeah, what the like, hell, man? <laughs> I see where Julio's coming from because the Phillies have this like a. Uh, I don't I don't want to call it like an like panic, but they want to win now, right? They've been meaning to win now everybody keeps saying hey watch out for the phillies and it just doesn't seem to happen and like julio says like they have the pieces right everybody keeps saying they have the pieces ready to win they should be getting better and this is a move that at least projects that you think you're ready to win right we're bringing in a winner bringing in somebody that's brought other teams to the world series um will it work out i don't know because i also agree with you chris i think the game's passed and by. I think there's other people out there that would have been in more exciting and I mean, better guys, long-term fit. But he's yeah. no he's no Tony Larusa. I mean, old. come he's on, only, he's only he's only one of those. <laughs> I that's why I'm ha- That's why I'm having a beer on the show for <laughs> Tony Larusa. <laughs> oh man, wait, what? you want me to save Tony? I'm not going to go on a save Tony. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to say about nope. it, man? Thanks, Tony. Thank you, thank you, Tony, for all you did. <laughs> oh, for that, we're both in the same. Yeah, place, exactly. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, they're 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 they they're in a tough division now, especially with the owner who's willing to spend money up in New York. So I don't know. It's just they got a lot of work to do. So we'll see. They got some guys to build around, but who knows? It, I mean, if they let DD go, then I don't know. As there's a lot. There's a lot going on there. Um, all right. Last couple pieces of news. Uh, Howie Kendrick retired uh, about Pretty an hour ago. News. Yeah, we just yeah. got out. Um, uh, I mean, legend in his own right in a lot of – I mean, he played for a lot of good baseball teams. Um, I mean, he won a World Series with the Dodgers. Oh, no, he didn't. He wasn't on that uh, team. He was on the Nationals. Nationals, man. Yeah, he was on the Nationals. NLCS so MVP. I, yeah, he won a World Series with the Nationals. Um, he was on some good Dodgers teams, uh, and he was on some very good Angels teams. So, hell of a career. Yeah. Um, Ronnie, uh, yes. do you have any uh, Bat Boy stories? I do. I actually yes, do. Yes, nice. nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, I saw this news come up a little bit before, and um, I think I brought it up last time I was on the show, but Howie Kendrick was easily one of probably the top three nicest guys that I ever met in the minor leagues. I was uh, lucky enough to be a Bat Boy when he was just playing on the Rancho Cucamonga Quakes. Uh, Angels affiliate at the time. Nice guy. 
went up to the majors, came back for rehab, and was about three times the size he was as a minor leaguer. Just huge. Damn. Just Steroids. huge. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Maybe. Mm, <who> knows? <laughs> um, but never changed as far as like being a, such a nice guy. Um, and I think like especially in the minor league level, right? There's like a a lot of guys are just focused on kind of getting to that next level, right? Like progressing, yeah. making the majors, and uh, how he never treated like bat boys or staff as anybody like lower than him he was always like a pleasure he talked to fans signed balls there's other players that i could uh name that weren't even like a quarter as nice of a guy he was um hated watching the nationals beat the dodgers that year but uh he was one of the few people on that nationals team i was happy to uh see win a ring so it's sad to see him go but i mean heck of a career uh and he stepped up when it mattered got that ring yeah, he's getting old too. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, thirty-seven. Uh, we'll always have the World Series home run when he hit the turbo time with Adam Ian in the dugout. They did like the. That's a I, that's a very fun video to watch. If you guys haven't seen it, YouTube it. It's hilarious. Just watch Julio do it. Yeah, yeah. Just watch Julio do it. My turbo thing. All right. Um, last but not least, what do we got, Chris? And the MLB finally acknowledges the Negro Leagues as part of Major League Baseball. Um, uh, you, you said it earlier, Chris, when it, you were yeah. like... It's another PR <laughs> So It's so another PR hold on, hold on, hold on. That's people, what it old is. Old people being old, man. Like, <laughs> Hold on. Before, I know we, you guys are both have like a lot of really passionate points. I'm really excited to hear it. We have to clarify what this means exactly. So with this being acknowledged as a part of a major league baseball, a lot of these records that were in the Negro leagues are going to be transferred into major league record books. This is going to take some time uh, because like baseball reference, I believe is who's in charge of it. Oh, the live sports bureau is just going to be doing their statistic reviews are going to be going back and looking at whatever statistics they have during that era. So, there's a really good possibility of somebody like Josh Gibson, who is like regarded as like the best Negro league player of all time. A lot of that stuff is going to be transferred over. And they're saying there's a possibility that there's stories. He hit like 800 home runs and there's a possibility if all those are going to be accounted for and put in, he's going to be the new home run leader. They say that if he would have been in the major league baseball, he would be considered the greatest baseball player of all time. Like he, yeah. he even was better than like Willie Mays. Like that's how fucking good he was. And like Willie Mays will get an additional 16 hits. I don't know if that mm-hmm. makes much of a difference. <laughs> uh, but also his, one of his teammates would get a, his career average go from 293 to 304. A satchel page would potential potentially get some additional wins to his already like hall of fame record so uh, that's the cool uh, part a few additional wins i mean like a hundred something a handful he's gonna get it wasn't a, i was gonna as get as much a, as i thought yeah he's gonna get well, really he's gonna get a lot of stats i mean he only played let's see five seasons in major league baseball he played uh 24 years in the negro leagues so 24. they're saying it's going to be at least 150 because it's like what qualifies as a win back then to what is a part of like the MLB statistics mm. um, could change. But if these guys were all pitching back to back with nine inning games yeah. anyways, but so that's the good part. That's if the you, really, if you, if you didn't think that Satchel Paige was one of the greatest 
10 pitchers of all time, uh, you're going to look up baseball reference in a, about a year and be like, fuck. Yeah. And it's true. just going to so, be mind blowing. It's that's great. It's great for the history of baseball for the sake of like so many of these players have been lowballed <laughs> through history because they've never had the acknowledgement. They've probably never had as much funding as they should have received. And now they're going to. So that's great. That's fantastic. We, I'm happy that baseball is embracing that. But now time to tear into it. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Chris, do you want to go first? <laughs> it's just, it's, it's just a fucking joke, dude. It's like, it, it's, it, Major League Baseball is the, is Mr. Irrelevant in the draft. They're the last, they're always the last guy picked. And they could be a top draft pick. They could be a top recruit. But they just don't get it. And they're just not in the film room. And they're just not in the weight room. And they're not trying to be the potential that they want to be. They're the last guy who crosses the finish line at a marathon. It's like they, it's just, they're blatantly, they're blatantly stupid. That's the best way I can say it. Like, it's just, this should have happened 40 years ago. But it didn't. And now... That league is struggling hardcore for PR, especially after a year of social justice reform and 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 revolution. I I would call it. They're like, oh, you know what we should do? Because you know what's an audience that we're really like not like clinging with because we're not getting a lot of black black baseball players to play little league and to be professionals every single year. The amount of black Americans who become professional baseball players just goes down and down. They're like, you know what? These old guys who are just morons are sitting on the couch and they're like, oh, you know what will do it? Let's acknowledge the Negro Leagues. You know, then then all these black kids are going to be like, yeah, I could be a baseball player. No, that's not how you do it. Like, that's just not how it's just it's a it's a PR move in a year of, of social justice reform. And it's just a joke. And the reason why the reason why the sport is dying in the inner cities is because Major League Baseball does nothing to fund Little League programs in the inner cities or fields or or equipment or any of this stuff. They do nothing to do that. They leave it up to the local, you know, I mean, funding government or whatever. And that's the reason why only white communities and suburbs have baseball programs because they're the only ones who can afford it. It's a joke. And this is just it's major league baseball. It's just every, everything just going over their head once again. And they, they're just completely clueless and they have no idea what's going on. And if you just did a little bit of research, um, and had a little bit of an open mind, you could figure this out. Just like I, I just saw, I just solved it right now. I just solved it in five minutes. It's, I mean, it's a joke. It's slap in the face for everybody's a baseball fan. Everybody's an American and especially everybody who is not white in America. Like I, I, this is, uh, yeah. Sorry, uh, that's, that's it. That's my yeah, it's it's incredibly right. frustrating because, like, right when you first hear the news, right, there's this sense to be optimistic, like, oh, that's great, right? Until you realize, like, MLB is probably the last body on the planet that didn't, at least in the country, that didn't recognize like the Negro Leagues as like real official, like high level baseball for the time it was being played, right? And I completely agree with Chris. It, it, they're not only the person that finishes last in the in the marathon; they're the person that finishes last and celebrates like they got first, right? They yeah. try to phrase this as if it's a great movement forward, like we're righting the wrongs. Well, you should have written the wrongs like 20, 30, 40 years ago, right? 
And yeah, it's great that the, these stats are now going to be reflected in in the actual history books. But what's frustrating is like it doesn't take into consideration that these stats weren't very well recorded back then, right? We're never going to get a full picture, right? There's a story of uh, Jackie Robinson couldn't figure out what his batting average was because he couldn't tell which games were officially counted games and which games were exhibitions, right? Yep. So I don't understand how, like, what who who'd you say was doing it, Julio? That's in charge of uh, uh, Elias Sportsboro, and they're pretty legit. No, but it's just like, yeah, they're legit. It, but if you can't read the book, like, you can't. Like, if you can't read the book, you can't transcribe it, right? If you don't know, like, nobody's going to really know, like, what the stats were back then. We might have had a better shot if we would have done this sooner, but we haven't. And it just, it completely reads and feels like a hollow gesture. Um, and, yeah, the sport is dying, and it, it's dying because of these empty gestures, right? They, It's mm-hmm. very, not on the same level, but it's similar to how they banned, like, all the when like all the videos and stuff on the internet and didn't let it thrive, like on social media instead took like everything down. Right. Like, can I touch at... on something real quick? Yeah, just go ahead. What you just said. Cause I, I just, just because I want to say, I want to respond to that. So not it, it's, it's they're they're showing up late to the party and, and, and then they're, they're acting like they, like they, they made the party better afterward. It's, sh- it's, it, 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 it. You nailed it on the yeah. head, Ronnie. I just, I just, I wanted to, I wanted to do a little analogy on I, that. I it's pictured like, the me- the meme of the guy that's like at a, a placing podium and he's yep. like spraying the shit. That's exactly what I was thinking. But like every other sport, every other person placing in front of him is next to him. Like, all right, cool. They're they're just like sitting there, like wiping the sweat off their forehead. Like, woof. <laughs> Thank God we handled this. And everybody's looking at him like, what? Yeah. And then they're confused on why they're not getting the reception that they want, right? Because everybody, everybody else has the brain and the eyeballs to realize, like, hey, great, this is way too late. Everything else has already passed you by, right? And now we're wondering why, like, why inner city youth don't want to play the game. Like, hockey does more with inner city youth than baseball mm-hmm. does. Like, which is crazy, right? This is supposed to be our, our national pastime. This is supposed to – and they sat on that high horse for so long right the unspoken yeah. rules the gentleman's like agreements and, and things that you can't do even though it was exciting for the game right those are all like frowned upon and if you would have embraced those so much sooner your game would have been way more attractive to this younger audience right yeah. like it's always going to be passed down like i mean i'm going to pass it down to my kids i'm assuming you guys will pass it down to your kids like the love of baseball but if you don't love baseball from the start if you weren't like raised to love baseball, it's so hard to get into, right? That, that's how I feel. That that's the only way that it's being passed down. Absolutely, hundred percent. That's the only is father to son or father to daughter, however you want to do it. Yeah, that's the only way it's being passed down in this generation yeah. now. That's the only. And way. It, but it's so it's a, hollow, man. It's all these gestures are just so hollow. It's yeah. just, and it's sad that like we just talked about it with the Cleveland Cleveland team, right? They're finally getting around to doing this, and it still doesn't feel right. You could have made it feel so much better, right? And baseball should have recognized the Negro Leagues decades ago. They didn't, and now they do it, and they feel like they're make like it's a landmark thing that they're doing. And it's it's just so frustrating. I just want so much more for this sport, but every time I see something from this league, it it just makes me feel bad. 
And I think the lack of criticism from the media, really, um, in terms of this, it feels like only baseball fans yeah. are really touching on this. It's not like mm-hmm. on like first take and shit. And the only the only reason why is because of the lack of 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 uh, of popularity yeah, for the sport. Nobody gives now. a shit. If this <laughs> if if football did this, it would be on it would be on Get Up for five days straight. Mm-hmm. They'd be talking about it. Yeah, I'm also. Go ahead, Julio. Oh, go ahead, Julio. Um. Uh, no, your your guys are both just really knowing a really great point with all this. It's yeah, it's just a huge, um, like empty gesture, and what's kind of the to me it's the the worst thing about it is like cool, we're gonna be acknowledging a player like Josh Gibson, but because like if imagine what this could have done if this was done thirty forty years ago, where if we would have acknowledged that yeah probably the best player ever was not even in major league baseball at the time he was in the negro leagues um it's it's just it's disappointing and i mean at the same time though to play devil's advocate here you know i'd rather have them better late than never kind of thing because let's be real like i think because of this year and because of I think a lot of great players across MLB did such a huge, great job with just social justice movement. This probably wouldn't have happened. And we have to thank guys like Mookie and Tony Kemp and um, like CC's, like CC's bat. They're retired now, but like all these guys are really put their voice out there and showed really how important this is. Like, let's be real. This wouldn't have happened with all these men. So as kind of bullshit of a classification that this is, um this who like this probably wouldn't have ever happened so Real, i'm also an optimistic person too so that's that you are you are you bring the optimism to this show because i bring the cynicism <laughs> um uh most let's real realistically most of the listeners of this podcast right now don't know who josh gibson is and they probably heard that name for the first time ever on this podcast Jeez. i didn't know who he was because the only reason why i know is because i watched ken burns baseball documentary Ken Burns did a great job covering um, um, the everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the history of baseball, the Negro Leagues, and everything. So that's the only reason why I know. You never hear them talk about it on like baseball shows yeah. or you know anything like that. It's just so. I mean, yeah. If I try to channel my inner Julio, maybe like maybe this gets him in the conversation, right? Maybe we start taking him more seriously. I'm maybe. I'm just still more cynical, right? I feel like. The way baseball is, even if like records are broken, then you're gonna have this group of old heads sitting on the couch going, "Well, that shouldn't count, right?" Like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know. There should be an asterisk near that. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's it's frustrating because I agree with what you're saying, Julio. Right? Like, better late than never. But then I also get so frustrated when you bring up the point that it took players, like in a in 2020s, like actual like social justice movement, to make baseball do this. Right, you shouldn't have to do this in response to anything. You should be able to look back at your own history and say, "Hey, these guys were as good, if not better, than the people that were playing in a recognized league." The only reason they weren't recognized is because they couldn't be at the time, right? And it shouldn't be that. It shouldn't take twenty twenty. It shouldn't take social justice. It shouldn't take your own players begging. It, it you should be able to recognize your own history and do that. And baseball continues to fail at realizing its own history and learning from it the town tailgate where we dunk on boomers every episode i will give credit to our two 
organizations that we root for. Um, the Dodgers yes, specifically are well known for uh, funding um, fields uh, around Los Angeles, um, keeping them uh, uh, up, like upkeep on them. You go to any park in Los Angeles, and there's a sign up there that says this park is or this field is. Uh, funded by the the Los Angeles Dodgers Little League Association or whatever, and they're yeah. really big on it. The A's also, uh, mostly because they have an open-minded, not owner, but they have an open-minded <laughs> leader in President Dave Cavill, who has made a point to help grow the the game and just the franchise in general in the city of Oakland. So, yeah, But absolutely. the league as a whole is a fucking joke. Yeah. I mean, it, it shouldn't be on these two franchises to do that. Um we got a lot more to get into, so let's let's jump into the A's news really quick. There's not a lot, so we'll just we'll get into it really quickly. Um, Bobby Crosby has been named manager of the Stockton Ports. Pretty cool. Um, Kevin Kuzminoff is going to be his bench coach down there. Kevin uh, Kuzminoff. Kuzminoff. Great name. Um, uh, more- Adam Rosales. Yeah, he's going to be coaching rookie ball. Oh, I didn't even know that. That's a yeah. cool one. Um, Good note there, we, Julio. So the first link, too, uh, is there's a bit <clears throat> of a minor league reorg with the A's. Uh, Las Vegas Aviators will be staying. Midland Rockhounds will be staying, as well as single A uh, Stockton Ports. But welcome to the A's organization, the Lansing Lugnuts. <laughs> That's I right, folks. Minor league baseball. So the much. Lansing <laughs> Lugnuts from uh lansing missouri you're part of the a's organization um they're the rookie league team now is that what's going on they are the class a affiliate i believe the ports did they lower the ports they did that with the quakes too they oh they lowered yeah, the ports? low a i think low oh, okay yeah That's yeah cool. so high a is lug nuts you gotta love those lug nuts hey you know it's kind of a cool logo let's go nuts so that yeah let's go, uh, and- let's go nuts bro <laughs> Shout out to uh, Las Vegas. Uh, we will. Me and Julio have been talking about going to a game there for the past couple of years. We will do that, and we will do a live podcast when we go um, and stay in Las Vegas and go to a game. Isn't that right, Julio? Hell yeah, yeah. We'll do. I we'll do Vegas, it from the hotel no room, and, we'll, and yeah. we'll, we'll put it on a on Twitter Live or some shit yeah. like that. Because yeah. we want to go. We've been wanting to go check out their new stadium and everything for a long time. So let me know when you guys um, go to Lansing. I'm going to a lug nuts <laughs> game. The, it's, on, can, it's on the fucking big lug nuts game, guy. Ronnie. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm buying merch. I, I'm gonna go look this up after the the pod and find lug nuts jersey hat you, socks. N- next time you come on, you're gonna wear like a hat and everything. Yeah, yeah big yeah, nut guy. Just go nuts. Go nuts. Wait, there was Modesto. Um, Modesto's minor league team was called the Nuts. Just the Nuts. They were the Modesto Nuts for a long time. It's great. Ew. Yeah. Really um, weird. <laughs> really weird. Really weird. <laughs> Um, uh, some more coaching news. Mark Kotze, uh, has been promoted to third base coach. Um, which when Julio, when, when we, when you, cause you sent me that tweet about that news, I was like, wait, did he get demoted? Cause I thought he was the bench coach and I forgot he actually left that position two years ago. Uh, I think it was his wife had like some medical issues. So he had to step down. But then he came back to the team last year. He was a quality control coach and now he's going to be third base coach. That's pretty cool. So, which is, um, not to get too far into it, huge win for the A's. There is yeah. a lot of rumblings of him potentially getting some uh, uh, coaching jobs around the majors, become like a, a, an actual manager. So awesome. He's going to be saying uh, if things don't work out in the future with Belmwell, which hopefully things do work out, kind of new apprentice. But last but not least, Chris, shout out to our guy, Matt Olson, 
uh, just became engaged this weekend. Uh, so congratulations to Matt as well as his fiance Nicole. And that is it for our A's news. Not much Look, going on. I'm happy for you, Matt, and I'm happy for your fiance. Oh. But what a waste of just a good-looking man in the prime of his <laughs> slaying career. He could just be going for many more years, but no, he's just taking it away. Chris, are you going to take a one, cap off? One woman man for the rest of his life. I would, but then I have to take my headphones off, and then I won't be able to hear you guys. So I'll, I'll give you a <laughs> – it's just, you know – Get, I'll take your face. Can we trade faces? Like I would love to have. That should that be the face. punishment. Okay, okay, that should be the punishment right, yeah. for getting engaged. Yeah. Sorry, you have man. To give your face to me so that I can use it from yep. now. New face. Okay, Arya. Congratulations and congratulations to Matt Chapman. He also got engaged as well. That's right. Um, Matty Chaps. All right. Now it's time to talk about the thing that we hyped up so much in our last episode. Because said winter meetings. It's gonna happen. It's a lot of news. What a uh, disappointment. Yeah, yeah. Bummer. So uh, a lot of free agents still left. We'll talk about that later. But uh, we won't spend too much time on talking about what we think about all these guys. But here are some of the bigger moves that happened so far. Angels have re-upped. Uh, they signed both Iglesias, Julio, and Enrique Iglesias. Iglesias. Yeah. Oh, my mistake. Jose Iglesias and Rafael Iglesias. Jose Enrique, was I think, is a uh, singer. Yes. And his dad, Julio, is also a singer. Let me be your hero. I um, can be a hero. Baby. Great music video. Top 20 music oh, video. Oh, yes. Jeff Love Hewitt. That yes. is a great music yeah. video. Okay, will you stay? Oh, sorry. All right. A lot of testosterone going on in this, in this, <laughs> this second. <laughs> right There's three men uh, men in it out. Jose. Jose. <laughs> Man, at least it happened. Dude. At least it happened. The podcast after Jessica Kleinschmidt came on. I don't know how that would have worked with, <laughs> when she was the guest. Uh, I, I, knowing her, I think she'd be like, "You guys are just fucking stupid." I, I thought, like, like, I thought she the, might have agreed. To, she might have agreed with me on a few of these things. Guys, I, the music video was good, be, like not it's just no, because of Jessica Love. Like also, she or, was or there. Jennifer Love, Hewitt, Jennifer yeah. Love. Sorry, yeah, yeah, Jessica. Yeah, 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 Jessica yeah. Love? Uh, <laughs> who was the villain? There was a, somebody who played, I think it was like Mickey Rourke. That sounds <laughs> right. Can somebody look it up? I have too clicky of a keyboard. I can't look this up. Can somebody look it up now? All right. All right. Hold on. I refuse to talk now. about okay. any of the most exciting uh, winter uh, meetings news until we figure out Yes, Mickey Rourke yes. was the villain. Who directed that? Because that should be an Oscar. Like, retroactively, we should give that person an Oscar. At least a daytime Emmy. Right? Uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, music videos directed by Joseph Kahn. That guy sounds like uh, he he's did a big a... music Kahn! video. <laughs> Star Trek. He's a big music video director. Uh, he directed like he's the big? film Torque with Ice Cube. Instant classic. Uh, yeah. Video on demand. Damn, yeah. Enrique Iglesias had her in one music video, and then another one he had Anna Kornikova. Good. I think. That's his, I think. That's his wife. They're married. Wait, what? Yeah, sure. but didn't they? And I think they met on the set of his music video with her. I want to say we f we forget how much power Enrique had at one point. I think he was. You know, you did can, you can run, you can hide, but you can never escape my love. Or what's okay. his other big song that I don't mean to be rude, but tonight, fucking you. All right, sorry. That's All right, and, and that was the I, winter I, meetings. Thank you. I put down <laughs> the winter meetings. I put in my foot down. The Angels got Jose Iglesias, shortstop from the Baltimore Orioles, as well as Rafael Iglesias, relief pitcher from the Reds. Uh, Jose was actually pretty awesome last year. Really good season. 
underrated because under the radar because again Baltimore was pretty bad for most of the season. This more or less means for most that of the season or all of it. They were in playoff contention yeah, for a hot. They were there. Were like 10 games. Wasn't everybody in playoff contention in a 60 yeah, game season? You're not wrong. Yeah. Um, but uh, this pretty much means Andrelton and Simmons is gone, mm-hmm. which. Yeah. Uh, Angels fans, I don't know how they feel about it. All three of them. I got one in the other room. We could bring him in. To- yeah. Let's not. <laughs> let's and not. Rafael Glacius uh, really shores up kind of the mess of a bullpen the Angels have. Uh, and there's also rumors that the Reds are ready to just blow it up. After going all in this year, they're ready to blow up what they have with trading Sonny, Sonny Gray, as well as like I thought something about like Marcakis getting traded. Not yes, Marcakis getting traded. Any thoughts about these guys at all? Uh, it, I I, know, I mean, be like, it's still the Angels. I I uh, I, I mean. <sighs> Hmm. The Angels have to prove to me that they can win more than half their games for me to finally believe in it. Because every year they're like the winner of the offseason and they sign all these guys. And every year they're sitting at home in October. So, like, what do you want me to say, man? Like, it, it, it's the same old shit. Like, you were high on them last season. I laughed at it. And, and, and rightfully so, you laughed back at me being like, that's stupid. Look at the talent they had. And I was like, okay, cool. But we'll see. And, I mean, it's just. Uh, yeah, well, I, I don't know. I, we'll see. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I would, I would love to have Sonny Gray back on the A's. I'll, I'll say that. But um, I, I find it interesting that the Reds are blowing it up. Um, I, I mean, I guess I get it. Like the, you know, Trevor Bauer's probably not going back, and they barely squeaked sneaked into the playoffs last year. So, might as well just get rid of everybody and and start from scratch and build your farm system. But yeah, I mean, they, the Angels are underwhelming. That's all I can say. Yeah, every year it seems like they have talent. And then just nothing, do nothing with it, right? I don't know how yeah. many years you could have the, the best player in baseball and not reach like some sort of potential. Um, I mean, still worried about their bullpen. I feel like every year, like that's always the Achilles heel of the Angels, right? I mean, this makes the, like, the lineup is still solid, right? It at least should be in some way, shape, or form. Should put up runs, should create offense. But they just can't seem to close out games. And it's been their problem for seems like years now so uh as far as the reds blowing it up like seems a little soon but kind of agree like why not you know try to build that farm system see what you can do i just i mean it's a kind of probably pretty disappointing if you're a reds fan like there was some potential there but what's nick castellano's contract situation is he still on that team yeah he signed a deal in the offseason um, I know that I think it was like a pretty Yeah, he's a free agent twenty twenty four, four years, sixty four million dollars. Um wow. That's a Damn, pretty that's affordable kind of a contract. Yeah. I would love to have him on the ace too. Yeah, i I'm, I'm, I mean that's a hell of a good deal for Nick. And he's only twenty eight years old. Yeah. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah, he should have got it. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he gets a hundred mil in this next contract. Uh it's kind of funny that you're saying yeah. how the Angels though, Ronnie, are like always i've won the off season and they just never find a way to finish and it's only appropriate that as la la quotation marks second team they're doing that where it's like they're pretty much the clippers yeah 100%. at this point because of that stuff like that so um it, yeah nothing doesn't really move the pen too much iglesias or have 
Iglesias, guess which one, could have a pretty good like start with Jose at short, but we'll see. And um, look, man, like I, I don't, I don't, I, like I don't blame their ownership. They're trying to spend money. It's their scouting department is terrible because they always sign these guys and then they go to shit yeah. in two years later and they're stuck in these massive contracts. It's just like yeah. you gotta, you gotta get some better front office management in there because whatever they're seeing and whatever reports they're getting on their health, it's not working out. Especially their pitching. Their pitching, it feels like they go in the season every year with like two pretty solid pitchers at the start of the rotation. You now both those guys always get hurt. So it's just like, I mean, well, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. They don't build within either. It just feels like they always go and get get some guys, yeah. but there's no Angels guys, right? There's like Mike Trout, Trout was yeah. like the last one I could think of. They 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 had that one prospect come up last year who was decent, right? Who what's his name again? Um, oh my god, I'm spacing on his name. Joe Adele. Yeah, yeah, Joe Adele. We'll see what we'll see what he does, but well, I mean, there's that's some, like the first one in, since Mike Trout. Well, there's some talk that um Joe Madden's like he's he's probably gonna be back in the minors next year at least the start adele is yeah well the same thing happened with gavin lux with the dodgers there's yeah. so much high hopes on him and then he kind of stayed in the minors yeah all right all right next up we got the white Sox, the uh the chicago la russa's wow. made a couple moves here first and foremost we have a reunion of sorts adam eaton has signed with the white Sox. uh if you don't remember he was a part of the White Sox trade to the Nationals, which in that the White Sox trade, they actually got Lucas Giolito out of it, so mm-hmm. that worked out well in the end. Uh, he comes back on a one-year deal for the White Sox, going to be patrolling the outfield out there, pretty good deal. But mm-hmm. the big move, uh, they went and traded for Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn had a fantastic year with the Rangers, a lot of talk about him getting moved at this past trade deadline. He will be wearing... Uh, be a part of the pale hose team. Uh, but the White Sox are sending Dane Dunning to Texas. Dane Dunning, if you don't remember, uh, rookie this past year with the White Sox had a pretty solid year. He pitched in game three, right? He was the starting pitcher, Chris, yep. during during the uh, AL wild card against our Oakland A's. Mm-hmm. And, and he, pitched, he pitched pretty well, man. I mean, like yeah. – we started getting runs on the bullpen, not really him. Like he pitched a good yeah. game. So uh, guess what? We're gonna see him a lot more. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this talking about teams ready to go all in. This is the team with the White Sox making this deal with how great Lance Lynn has been these last couple years with Texas. Uh, they're ready to move up to that upper echelon. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh- I'm at- yeah, I mean this this White Sox team now their rotation stacked, their outfield stacked. I mean, they're ready to go. They're ready to play. Like they're gonna probably win that division now. Yeah, they were darlings last year, and now it, now the expectations are there. So I'm excited to see what they do. See if they actually live up to it. But now, there's yeah, only now there's one weight. thing. Yeah, there's only one thing and one thing only holding him back. And we've talked about him a lot already this podcast, so I'm not even gonna bring him up anymore. Their alcoholic manager, yeah. Hey, man, the best he's managers very, of all very... time are alcoholics, okay? <laughs> alcoholic. I have no proof uh, of that, but it seems right. <laughs> right? It seems true. And, and hey, and, you know, with the Rangers deal, I don't hate that that trade for the Rangers either. That's a true. solid That's a solid deal for them, too. Like, that's a, that's a, that's a star to build on for the future. Yeah. Um, like uh, that's that's not a bad trade. Both I think both teams won in that scenario for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Abs- yeah. um, the real 
realistically, they weren't going to be contending next year. They were going to ship him, yeah. and then he was going to be a free agent in the 2022 offseason. So why not cash in while you can? Dane, again, had a really solid rookie year. Um, they, he, yeah, I would imagine he's going to be a part of this rotation for years to come. He's locked up and, till 2027. Yeah, so he's not even up for deal. arbitration until the tw- until 2024. A uh, great deal on both. There's honestly both teams come out huge winners on this deal. Yeah, they're not the only team the AL Central that made moves though. That's right. Yeah. The Kansas City Monarchs. I'm sorry, the Kansas City <laughs> Royals. Uh, have made a couple moves. They're bringing back their old friend Derek Holland. He's going to be in the road in the back of the bullpen once again. But then also, uh, kind of the I think probably the most random signing so far, Carlos Santana, leaving the Cleveland the the team formerly known as the Cleveland Indians and is going to the Kansas City Royals. They're both were relatively cheap deals. Um, it just doesn't seem like best place to go right now though <laughs> for the sake of like we were just hyping up so much the white Sox, um the twins are still going to be pretty kick-ass uh cleveland despite all the rumors of uh lindor getting traded and and then potentially shipping jose ramirez as well and all that they're still going to be great i was gonna say are we sure that cleveland's not throwing in the towel they let santana walk they uh I'm totally blanking now. Wow, that came out. They let Santana walk. They're trying to trade Lindor. I mean, this is really weird. I I can't tell what's going on. Or they just don't want to spend money, so they're just like, fuck it. We'll just go with who we got. I mean, it's just weird. It's a funky move. Yeah. It's because, like, they, I, it's, and we got to, like, credit their ambition. But the reality is, unless they know something we don't, which they probably do. Um, yeah. The odds are they're not going to be better than the White Sox or the Twins. And then if you go around yeah. the rest of the American League, they're not going to be better than the A's or or Houston or New York or Tampa or, yeah. or Toronto. Like, the reality is, like, why make this move? Maybe flip Santana at a later point during the deadline if, if you realize, oh, shit, this isn't going to work. Let's flip him, see if we can get out of him. But it's, it's a big head scratcher. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like they're – trying to blow it up without actually fully blowing it up, right? It feels like small bombs yeah. are going off and instead of just one gigantic explosion. Uh, the Royals, specifically, it just feels like filling in gaps that you need on a roster. Like, yeah, I don't really... 100%. I don't think the Royals are looking to contend. I don't think they have any uh, hopes of contending, as we've already talked about. I think they're just trying to fill some spots and hopefully grow but yeah i was pretty shocked that the royals made these moves i'm just like what what like what like yeah is it just in the hopes to sell tickets if you can get people in the stadium like that's so weird yeah but even then they're not like big draws because that's what i was they're like they were i don't know santana's gonna hit some home runs and it'll be cool well who knows there might be the one confused uh missourian is that what they're called (laughs) sure zoos like Zeus, sure. Zeus. Who they'll see, oh, wow, Carla Santana is on the Royals, and they're thinking they're going to get a free concert. I knew you were going to say this. As, <laughs> knew it. As soon as you said Carla Santana. Hey, Barry, a legend to Carla Santana. One of the greatest that. guitarists of all time. True. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd prefer that over a, this Carla Santana. Oh, yeah, dude. So smooth. <laughs> so smooth. 
this isn't a major league baseball move per se, but this there was a lot of gremlins about it, and I just thought this was a good thing to talk about. As you know, KBO saved a lot of our sports watching lives during the regular season. Uh, Miguel Rojas Jr. was the KBO MVP. There's a lot of talks of him potentially finding a spot on a major league roster. It's happened in the past with guys like Eric Thames, um, Jocelyn Bloom, a pitcher for the Brewers. And that's not happening. He's actually going to Japan. He's going to be signed with the Hanshin Tigers. Uh, was hoping to see him in the majors. He made a lot of grumblings. And we know, like, at this point, KBO is kind of a, a rejuvenation center. I think Addison Russell's over there, even though, fuck that guy. Um, sorry, I cursed mom. But just want to bring that one up. I don't know if you guys have anything to talk about. Do we, I like how KBO. you snuck this one in here in the middle of all these names. Do, like you, yeah, do we know what his deal is? On it. What's his deal? What's his deal? No, like, what? what's your deal? <laughs> what's, what's, what's your deal, what's bro? Deal? Uh, what, yeah, like, what's his what's deal? His, I don't, yeah, why doesn't he want to come here? No, uh, how much is no, he getting well, paid? On, by... Oh. Uh, here, let me find out. Uh, I want the exact I know, conversion. I know that, exact conversion. I know that they paid uh, Adam Jones a quite a bit of money, so I think that Japan's willing to deck it out. Because what I'm uh, thinking is, why, why, why come here? You know, when he's going to he's get guaranteed a- five mil over two years. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, have you seen our country? That's probably a big part of it. Oh, no, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm agreeing. I'm glad he's going to yeah. Japan. Two, I, yeah, two years, five mil. Yeah, what I I mean, do we have any idea what he might get coming here? Like, I would, I mean, probably, imagine probably, less. yeah, I would, yeah. probably a couple million, and then it's a maybe he starts. Yeah, you know, so yeah. take the, the battle, take the cash, training. play in Japan, do your do your thing, man. You're like, so I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I get like, ideally, you'd probably want to come to play Major League Baseball, but he's still playing like yeah, professional man. baseball, you know. What's like? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. doesn't need to come here so, to prove anything. Let's Get that put cash in blood. <laughs> Eric Thames, young blood. Uh, back in 2016, he got he, a big deal though. I yeah, he tore it up in the KBO. He was yeah. uh, like a two-time MVP, I think. Um, yeah, two-time All Star. He was an MVP. He won a Gold Glove over there. Home run leader. Did all the shit. Uh, he signed a three-year deal with the. Brewers, Brewers, and then he signed with the Nationals. But like, dude got a, a three-year deal for sixteen mil. So and like, Joshua Lindblom got like a three-year thirty million dollar deal or something like that. Yeah. Right? So so he could have got more, but I mean, I I mean, we'll, we'll never know what he was actually getting yeah. like approached with. But yeah, at the end of the day, he made probably the decision he thought was best for him. Because we're a mess. Yeah. All right. Speaking of what's Mets, the next one, Julio? Our mess. We got the. Uh, no longer mess. The New York Mets made a couple deals. Uh, Trevor May, a former uh, Minnesota Twin, coming out nice of the bullpen. Pitcher. He's going to be going out of there. And um, somebody who caught a no-hitter last year, big clubhouse guy, James McCann from the White Sox. He is also going to the Mets as uh, catching <clears throat> Jacob DeGrom and the rest of the gang. Uh, McCann's a former All-Star. We Chris, know a lot of, Chris and I know a lot about him. We saw him a lot during the wild card series again he caught the giolito no hitter mm-hmm. how are you guys feeling any and it sounds like this isn't the end for the mets they're just getting yeah. started free agency we'll talk a little bit about that later solid but. solid deal i mean they just re-signed stroman too which is pretty nice um so they got their um they got their big three out, uh, coming out of the rotation i mean it's you know solid moves it's only it's going to make them better it's not like it doesn't blow it off the off the page but um 
you know, they they could maybe use another star going along with Mr. Pete Alonzo and um and uh I don't know Jeff other McNeil. guys they got. Sorry? Jeff McNeil, your your fantasy. And Jeff McNeil, sorry, Jeff yeah. McNeil. Fantastic second baseman. Michael um, Porto is pretty kick ass. So, um I mean, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, I know Rosario's gone, I think, right? They waived him. Think so. That sounds right. Edison, I mean, he didn't really pan out for them anyway. He was like a top prospect, and he was hitting around like 240. And yeah, I don't I, know. I think these yeah. are the moves you make. Like, if you're a Mets fan, like, I'm pretty happy with these moves. I'm pretty happy with the way things are trending. Right? There's a lot of excitement if you're a Mets fan that things might turn around. And I think actually seeing that come to fruition in even a small way to start is just kind of reassurance, yeah. right? If you're a Mets fan, I'd like to see the Mets and- get better. Um, and your best players are McNeil and Alonzo, so you want to build around those guys. Yeah. You don't you don't need to bring in a star or anything. Just get complimentary guys that can help them out. Like a George Springer would be nice for them, or I mean, a Didi Gregorius would be nice for them. You know, just some guys, just some some more bats. Yeah, I love City Field too, so I hope the Mets are better. Hell yeah! Next, we're going back to Texas. Yeah. Uh, Chris is kind of bombed about this signing. Uh, yeah. David Dahl, formerly of the Colorado Rockies, he was. I wanted All-Star. him on the A's so bad. Yeah. He would have been uh, such a great outfielder for us. Instead, he's going to Texas, going to be playing with the Rangers. Uh, I believe it's a like a one year, more or less, prove it deal. He yeah. was an All Star because it seems like at one point, if you're playing for the <laughs> played Major League Baseball. Rockies, you're going to be an All Star. Because you just cracked the ball, ball out of the park. Yeah, he was an All Star in 2019, but he had a pretty down year. And then he signed a one-year, two-point-seven mil deal. Mm. Yeah, definitely a prove-it contract. Um, I don't know. Let's see. I don't like that ballpark is not very hitter-friendly, as we saw in the in the playoffs. Yeah, so. that's that's very true. Maybe he got there. He's like, "Oh shit, wrong stadium." Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't have a lot of hope for hitters. Play, have to have to play in that ballpark a lot. So hopefully he proves my, us wrong. But my my thing with David Dahl is is we need a we need another left fielder, and they're looking for a left handed bat. David Dahl is a left handed bat, and he would be a great fourth outfielder to mix in with those guys. Um, he's reliable. That's why I wanted him on the A's. So it was a bit of a bummer, especially when when uh, David Force came out and said that they're looking for a left handed bat outside of the organization. So you're like, okay, cool. Who's a probably a cheap option? David Dahl. You know, they'd probably give him a couple million dollars and he'll come and play for us. But I don't know. It is what it is. He had a pretty shit year last year, 183. That's not very good. Yeah. Um, it's, it, this year is such like a microcosm that it's so hard to kind of yeah. – that's why you see guys like him signing that low of a deal. Yeah. Um, speaking of guys like him, Hunter Renfro, <clears throat> former Tampa Bay great, just played in World Series, came for the Padres. Uh, he goes to Boston on a one-year deal as well. Uh, Chris and I were actually pretty big fans of this deal for him personally, because it's like, uh, the guy has a ton of pop potential. He was hitting bombs in Petco and I can only imagine what he's going to do in Boston. Uh, any other thoughts on this one? He's a right-hander. So he's going to be hitting up to the monster, but I looked up his launch angle. It's 19.7 or something. So he hits the ball high. So he is. And he's a home runner. He hits like 240, but he hits like 35 home runs a season. So it's like 
this ballpark is made f- specifically for his skill set. So I'll, when they first got him, I'm like, is he a lefty? Like, is he maybe hitting a left field or right field or something like that? Like, why why did they get him? And then I saw he hits he hits a very high fly ball, so he's gonna he he's not gonna have an issue in Boston, which is what Boston needs, right? Like, they're, yeah. they kind of got shit on all of last year, rightfully so, for the Mookie deal and. They need yeah. somebody that will bring some sort of excitement back to that team, even if the team's not very good. Like, at least there's some excitement, and who doesn't want to see some home runs over the Green Monster? So, And get some, get a little bit of, like, you know, media pressure off of, uh, what's his face? Vin, Vin, um, Alex Verdugo. Verdugo, yeah, yeah because I, he's probably getting a, a ton of heat from that Boston media being the centerpiece of that Mookie trade. So, like, if they can just get – if, if you know if Hunter Renfro hits a home run every third day just to get a little bit of attention off him, like that's just a good thing yeah. for that for that team. I yeah. agree. And then last but not least, Ronnie, I'm excited to hear your two cents on this. <clears throat> Former Cardinal great Michael Waka is replacing uh, Charlie Morton in Tampa Bay. He will be joining that rotation. Uh, I believe this is also. It's weird. We're gonna be. I have a feeling we're gonna be seeing a lot of one year day one year deals. Uh, but it was a one-year, $3 million deal. Um, what can you tell us about it, man? You've watched him yeah. for a long time. So. I um, I mean, obligatory waka waka uh, for everybody. Uh, yeah, man, there were some years there where he really like carried us, especially uh, get some really good postseason uh, performances. I think back on what you're saying, like a lot of one-year deals are going to come from this wacky season just because, I mean, that's all the leverage is on the teams, right? Where, hey, you didn't perform in the 60 game season so that's what we're going to base our deals off of good luck going to another team that's going to give you the same deal or less yeah um for the rays i mean it's not morton but it is a like a pretty solid arm to keep in that rotation uh interesting to see what like happens to that team if they can keep anything up um but yeah i'm happy for walk it's a it's not the worst place to be uh pretty solid foundation and a good front office so Excited to see what he does in Tampa Bay. I'll be honest with you. I didn't even know he was still in the league. Yeah, he really disappeared. Well, yeah, because he... That's what happens when those... you sign with the Mets, with the pre-Cohen. Yeah, the pre-Mets. When the they Prats. made that those World Series runs, like, he was fucking so good. Yeah. You're like, damn, like, like him behind Wainwright, that's a solid rotation. And then he kind of fell off, and you're just kind of like... I was just like, what the fuck happened to that dude? Yeah, I mean, that was, the, the Cardinals were... It was a a great situation for him to be behind Wayne, yeah. right? Right. You being that second guy. Yeah. Stuff, there's yeah. less pressure on you. You're kind of looser. Everybody kind of probably preps for Wayne, right. And then you come in and you're throwing heat. Um, but yeah, going to the Mets, I mean, kind of before now, kind of a black hole. <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> we'll, right? we'll see. So, we'll see now that yeah. uh, Steve Cohen, new owner, yeah, it seems like there's a lot, a ton of optimism going for the Mets. A lot, lot for me. I'm yeah yeah I'm yeah, yeah. I'm Metman uh, eighty nine on on Reddit. So if you find me, um, the guy's <laughs> hyping up the Mets all over the. All we're, get, we're getting trout. I'm a I'm a I'm a supporter of any owner who's willing to spend money and seems like he's gonna be a, a nice change of pace for this league. If it means that there's gonna be some progressive changes, then I'm happy for that. And I think the, I think Chris and I also have a little bit of a soft spot for uh the second team cities yeah if that may, like yeah so like Definitely. the mets of the world uh not the angels the angels don't count uh, that doesn't count 
Yeah. Not even in the county. Or like I, that, it's the ugh, that's my yeah. That's stupid. But yeah. you, you get the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of free agency. We haven't really talked too much about or who is still on the market. Trevor Bauer, George Springer, DJ Mayhew, Marcelo Zuna, Justin Turner, uh, Michael Brantley, uh, Masahiro Tanaka, Didi Gregorius, Jock Peterson, Kiker Hernandez. There's a lot of dudes still left. But I'm glad you're here because there's one person I really oh, want to no. talk to you about. And I think you're going to cry. Um, Yadi, Yadier Molina. There's rumors of him uh, talking with the Padres as well as the Nationals. Man, in the, in the arms of I, I feel like in the I am arms shocked. Of the are playing. I am shocked that this is a thing. Like that, oh, I when I saw this on Twitter, I, I was like, "What? There's no fucking way Yadier Yadier is fucking going anywhere. He's gonna retire as a Cardinal. Like, what is going on? So, like, I, this is uh, this is pretty crazy to me. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It's I always imagined Yachty retiring as a Cardinal. Um, I mean, selfishly, I hope he goes to the Padres. Other than the Nationals, I hope he goes somewhere that he actually has a chance to compete. Um, I mean, he's getting up there in age, but he's definitely like still a force on your team, right? Even if he's like a clubhouse guy, that's like a lot. That's a pretty good person to have in the clubhouse, right? You Defensively, he's still yeah. really good too. He's he's like a late he's like Pudge. Yeah, he's like a late late exactly. late of his career Pudge. Um, so I think he, there's value there. I, I guess like from a Cardinals point of view, I, I'd hate to see him go, but it really depends like what we're replacing him with, right? At some point, Yachty has to go, right? And I think yeah, there's not a lot of sentimentality in sports, right? We've seen it go pretty bad if you keep somebody for too long and you put them out there and or old guys trying to relive glory days. So uh, as much as it sucks, you're going to have to cut the cord at some point. Uh, I don't, it doesn't take away from his fantastic years as a Cardinal. Uh, obviously I'd love to see him retire as one, but um, he's got to look out for him and the Cardinals have to look out for them. So it is what it is. Sad. I'm going to go cry now. <laughs> you can mute uh, yourself. That's fine. A, f- a few of these guys, it's, the writing's pretty much on the wall. DJ LeMay, who, I mean, they've been in talk for a while. He's probably going to go back to the Yankees. Um, Michael Brantley, same thing with, with the Astros. Who knows, but same thing. Tanaka, same thing with the Yankees. But some of these guys, I mean, like Springer, I mean, he's getting I rumors gone. from a few places. Bauer, I mean, it's like every single day there's like a different team <laughs> that's connected with him. Um Ozuna, like with with not the universal DH, pretty limited on places he's gonna go. Turner, I think he's out of Los Angeles. No offense. No, I, I agree. Um, yeah, I think he's gone. Um, yeah, I mean, Didi, Didi could go anywhere. Um, there's a lot of places that could use him. Jock, Kike. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's a lot of these guys are pretty up in the air. Yeah. And with the way that free agency's been going, like, I don't even, I don't know that we might not see them sign until like two days before spring training it might be another one of those off seasons hey, where do we think Cap- hey. where do we think captain covid's going uh justin turner justin. <laughs> <laughs> um i could see him i know toronto's been pretty active in terms of uh markets of people trying to make some moves i could see him going there and i think that'd be like an awesome presence just having somebody with like now a championship experience and then a veteran around that super young team would be fantastic doesn't uh, uh Biggio's kid play third base? He plays short. Oh, okay. Calvin okay. Ka- Biggio. I think yeah. they're What's his name? Calvin. Not Calvin. 
No, no. Cavan. Like, Cavan. Yeah, it's, C A like a. It's very weird. It's a dumb name. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Cavan. <laughs> sorry, I insulted. Yeah, sorry you. if you're listening to this podcast, Cavan. Get a better name. Um, Get a nickname. Just, it's just so. I just feel like after um, after all this, I just, I just can't picture him not as a Dodger though. Who's a contender it, that like, needs? He a grew third up baseman. a Dodger fan. He he finally got his team, and that's where it really broke out and became a star there. So like, I agree. it's just. I think you're really. I have a really hard time seeing him leaving. I think we're gonna see what he values, right? If he leaves LA in general, um, does he go to a team that's gonna give him a ton of money, or is he gonna go to a team that's a contender? Right? I think he really wanted a win, and he finally won. Um, but now now what, right? Like, I wouldn't blame you know him what? if he took a crap ton of money, right? You got to – it's the twilight of your he's career. Not, he's not going to get that deal. He's 36 years yeah, old. Yeah, but he'll get – somebody's like dumb enough water... to give him a, a good chunk of money. Somebody At will 36? give him, like, a two-year, $30 million deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah two – yeah, yeah. That's, it's, that's but, and that somebody like is the year. Arizona Diamondbacks. Probably. <clears throat> That seems that's actually right. not a bad. Uh, that's actually not a bad uh, guess. I'm gonna check their depth chart to see <laughs> where I'm at with. Because uh, I was just kind of just like, like throwing names out there. And I'm like, shit, they would. Do that, that sounds right. You know, like that. Just I seems was just right. I was just thinking about maybe the Giants, but I don't know. Let's see what Longoria. Dude, can you imagine? No so way. he signed through 2023. Yeah, can you imagine that uh, Turner that wins the World happen. Series for the first time. For the Dodgers in like and then 30 goes years to the Giants. And, or wow. maybe like the Royals, because we've just decided that, hey, we're going to. We decided the Royals don't care about again. anything. Longoria is going to be like Texas. Money. Uh, Eduardo Escobar is the third baseman for the, car, the Diamondbacks, and he's a pretty utility dude. So He plays shortstop for them a lot, too. Yeah. 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 Let's start the campaign right here. Turner, Turner for yeah. Diamondbacks. Hey, but you know what, guys? This <clears throat> oh, maybe the Oakland Mets. A- yeah. yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, at the end of the day, though, this is an Oakland A's podcast. It We're is. here to talk some Oakland A's news. Ronnie, if you have anything to add. I love the A's. Tip. Thank you. Appreciate you. Uh, they haven't done any, any major stuff, but uh, Chris, they had a couple Rule 5 draft picks. Yeah. The first is uh, we heard a while back they wanted a left-handed outfielder to replace Robbie Grossman, and they did with Kai Tom. Kai A. Tom. Great name. Um, we don't know much about him. He came from the Cleveland system, uh, but he was in the minors in 2019. He had 290, 23 home runs, and 132 games between AA and AAA. Uh, it sounds like they had, they had him pretty high, but uh, he's a short king, for the lack of better words. So um, that's probably why they were able to leave him go. Do you, uh, Chris, how are you feeling about this? We It looks like we – another surplus for the A's outfielders for the future, at least. Once upon a time, the A's selected a young man by the name of Mark Canna in the Rule 5 draft, and he ended up being one of our best players on the team, and currently is. Um, so I have faith in the Rule 5 draft. It has shown us – some success in the past. Nate Fryman is another good good contributor to those um, early Shut 2010s up, teams. Um, so I'm. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, we our outfield is set, but we there's always it's always nice to have that fourth guy like the Robbie Grossman to give some those guys some rest in order if injuries happen. So 
if this is that guy, sure. I mean, fine. That's great. We'll see what happens. I still, I mean, Tony Kemp, we still have Tony Kemp. He could play outfield, so I'm not too worried. Um, uh, if we don't re-sign uh, Marcus Simeon, it looks like Chad Pinder is going to be our shortstop. So that takes him away from the outfield. So it's just, uh, it, you know, I'm not, I mean, we'll see what happens. See what happens. I'm not uh, I'm not pessimistic on this one. I'm not optimistic. But um, we've seen some success in the past with the outfield in this Rule 5 draft. So I, I have faith in our scouting department that they found someone who can be productive. If I can add. And you. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, if I could jump in, uh, Kai Tom is a much better name than Kevin. Uh, yes. Ten times better. Uh, Kai? <laughs> from Hawaii. Tom? Hold up, Ronnie. Way better. It gets better. Uh-oh. His first name is actually Blaze. That's fucking badass. Can, wait, he, so, he has to be able to give one of those names to Kevin, right? Like, there, can there be a dra- <laughs> can there be a trade there? Can there be a, a name? Yeah, guy? yeah. Poor Kevin. So, I mean, I don't expect that. Uh, Craig. Chris, there's a potential at one point our outfield will be Blaze, Laser, Laser. and Bolt. Oh. Blazer would have been cool too. Yeah, you guys laser. make that happen. But like ref, we have the laser out there, and we got the movie. bolt and the and, and bolt. Blaze. Yeah, like, that's true. That's pretty tight. Um, actually, before we go on ahead and talk about this next guy they picked up, Chris, educate mm-hmm. us. What the heck is the Rule Five Draft? So I wasn't ready. For, you, you should have let me know. I know I should have prepped you a little bit, but uh, I don't know what it is. So I'm excited I'll, to I'll learn. I'll kind of <laughs> let me. Yeah, let me, so uh, I'll, I'll kind of like kill some time while because you explained it before the show. Um, the rule five so, draft. Yeah, I, go I got, go I got you. I got you. So he, because we had to do some research on the rule, what the rule five draft was, because I know what it is, but Julio was a little bit confused by it. It, it happens every single winter meetings. Um, and here's how it is defined on Wikipedia. The rule five draft aims to prevent teams from stockpiling too many young players in their minor league system affiliates. Uh, when other teams would be willing to play them in the major leagues. So basically, um, it's an amateur player draft. It's a bunch of guys who are, who have played in the minor leagues for a certain amount of service years. Um, these teams have not brought them up during their time there, so they put them in the draft. And if you have an open slot on your 40-man roster, then you can enter the Rule 5 draft and make picks. The only problem is, in their first year, they have to play in the major leagues. They have to be on the... On, um, um, uh, the major league roster, the forty-man roster, um, they cannot go lower than AAA, but they have to start the season on um, the twenty-five-man roster. So, if you com- if you enter the Rule Five Draft, you have to commit to these guys. Basically, um, some decent players have come out of the Rule Five Draft. Uh, let me see, Jose Batista was a Rule Five Draft guy. Uh, Johan Santana, potential Hall of Famer. Joaquin Soria, Dan Ugla, Shane Victorino, Scott Pasednik. Not a lot of big names except for Johan really on here, but there's been some good talent that's come out of it. But more than likely, it's guys who haven't really quite developed on time or on schedule, but this kind of gives them that boost, that kick in the ass to start um, showing what they got. Did you mention how you qualified? Like, how can how do you be, like, just how, how are you able to get selected? So... Uh, like anybody in the in their minor system that hasn't gone over AAA? No, you have to have served a few a, a certain amount of oh, years. Okay. So, um, 
If you were 18 or younger on June 5th preceding their signing, I, 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 we don't have to get into it. Yeah. It's just there's you, you have to serve a certain amount of years. And they, and they have to yeah. have been in, in the minor leagues and and um, in order to enter the draft, to be a team that is in the draft, you have to have open roster spots on your 40-man roster. So the A's had two open spots, so they had two picks in the Rule 5 draft. Nice. Yeah. And who was that second pick? There you go. Uh, second pick <laughs> was Danny Jimenez. Yeah, well, look at that throw over there. Uh, second pick <clears throat> is Danny Jimenez, a relief pitcher. Uh, he started off in the Blue Jays system, uh, and then he was picked up by the Giants farm system. In 2019, he posted a 2.59 ERA with 98 strikeouts and 59 innings between uh, AA and AAA Toronto. Uh, little basics about what his stuff looks like. He hits, 95, hits up to 98, and he's got a slider. Uh, we are pretty aware that the A's are going to be losing a good chunk of their bullpen uh, with Liam pretty much all gone, but we also have to think about guys like um, Joaquin Soria is going to be a free agent. Yusmira Batiste is going to be a free agent. And if there's one thing we've kind of learned about this A's team from this last uh, two, three-year run is they do a fantastic job of just evaluating bullpen arms. And this has potential to be another one of those guys. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I like this pick. I think he'll be a solid middle middle of the bullpen guy. Um, and he can develop and learn behind these other dudes. Uh, I... He's not going to be a go like a key guy. I think we got it kind of yeah. already got that one figured out. It's going to be um, Jake Diekman, JP Wendelkin, and Lou Trevino, and so on and so forth. We got we're pretty stacked bullpen. We got guys who are going to be that, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what he's got. Um, if he ends up back in AAA sometime throughout the season, I wouldn't be surprised. So don't get your hopes up, but. Yeah, I don't know. We still got some moves to make in the bullpen too. So who 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 really? I mean, I guess we'll, who really knows what's gonna yeah. happen. Yeah, we're it's it's still pretty. And let's be real, uh, we're not the most uh, knowledgeable guys when it comes to farm systems from other teams and stuff. But just from the research that we've yeah. done, like you know, these are these are these are positive moves. Um, but before we finish up the today's news, we of course have to give you a couple updates on what's going on with our kind of big guys who are gonna be free agents. Um, First and foremost, we got to talk about Marcus. No real news of traction with the team right now, All unfortunately. All is quiet on the Western Front. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it sounds like, according to an article that Jeff Passan wrote for ESPN+, Plus, uh, there's, it sounds like there's a pretty good surplus of teams that are interested. You've got... The Dodgers, the Mets, the Blue Jays, the Phillies, the Astros, the Cubs, the Yankees, the Giants, the Angels. We can probably knock out the Angels now. Um, the Rangers, the Tigers, and the Tigers. Thir- but 30 the other teams. Two- Great. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, who wouldn't want one of the best shortstops in the game? I mean, it's, um, there's no surprise. And uh, Chris is going to be pretty upset about this, too, though. But there is some rumors that um, teams are looking at him to flip positions as well. Well, Jessica Kleinschmidt said on our podcast that teams are willing to move their current shortstop. Int- okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. It was the opposite. Is that that they have a pretty nice shortstop on their team, and they're willing to move them somewhere else so that Marcus can come in and play shortstop. Yeah. Uh, so 
no, nothing news, but I think the big thing too is um, the 2021-2022 shortstop free agent market is going to be pretty nuts. Yeah. Baez, Correa, Lindor, Seager, and Story are all going to be free agents, and they're all going to be still pretty young at that point. So, um, so Marcus, teams might be holding look, on waiting for that. Yeah, so um, who knows? Who knows what this really is going to benefit in the end with all that? Obviously, Chris and I are we're not religious people, but we'll we'll pray to whatever gods will listen to us. Oh, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. We'll see what happens. Also, Liam Hendricks. Uh, I think we've re- we've assumed he's gone. Yeah, I, I think yeah. the Phillies are are, are would yeah. be the best bet if I uh, if I uh, had some money. I, I would say the odds are pretty pretty good yeah the, the teams are rumored right now phillies white Sox, uh yeah. dodgers astros mets blue jays because you know the mets and blue jays are going after everybody right now <laughs> and um we're at the point that is 32 years old he's probably got another realistically four years of his prime as a relief pitcher fucking go get your money dude we knew this was coming we've been talking about yeah. this all off season we, we the, the a's historically have never paid for relievers big talent relievers at least they pay for for end of the bullpen guys but never like a closer they just they just don't do that it, it doesn't make sense it always is, has worked in their favor they always have been next man up and they've been able to figure it out um uh, there's no surprise here deekman's gonna be our closer next year and aj and it um David Forst uh, made a comment in his most recent uh, press conference that they are talking about moving AJ Puck uh, into the bullpen. So then he might be the next man up after Diekman, um eventually leaves in a couple of years too. So, I mean, there's a system going and I have faith in it. So I'm not too worried about it. Jake Diekman was a stud last year. He'll be fine. Absolutely. Ran right the spot. And again, just, they do a fantastic job of just evaluating. Yeah. Bullpen arms the last. But few some years. optimism in the free agent Yay! market. All right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, all right. Our dude, Tommy La Stella, uh, our trade move, the trade deadline move we made with the Angels back in August, September, when it was trade deadline. I don't yeah. know. Anyways, uh, Susan Slesser. They're in talks. The San Francisco Chron- yeah. Uh, Susan Slesser from the San Francisco Chronicle reported that uh, the A's have been in touch with Tommy's rep- reps. That it seems like they're going to be making a pretty solid effort of bringing him back. Um, and she mentioned that the talk, the talks have been going well. It's not like uh, they're on pretty opposite sides. They're pretty close. So yeah, Optimism. it's something really clicked with him and the team. We knew that, um, that we obviously we saw what he did, how big important he was with the team and how he's really just really hit the shit out of the ball. He was a huge on base percentage guy. He didn't strike out much. Um, but it seems like there's something that really clicked with him in Oakland that he's at least willing to stay, which is cool to hear, at least, yeah. right? Definitely. Um, nothing, yeah, nothing much going on with that, but we'll see what happens probably the next time we'll be recording um, in the new year at this point. Jesus. Yeah. And But the last thing that you didn't add on here, um, we have not heard anything about the Billy Bean purchase of the Red Sox. It's just literally silence. So I don't know what's going on. Um, hopefully we'll hear something in the beginning of the new year, but maybe the deal fell through. I don't know. But right now he is still the president of baseball operations for the Oakland A's. And 
it's weird that it's been that quiet. Yeah, I, I yeah, because after uh, there was a lot yeah. of hype, and then just... yeah, because if it was if it fell through, you feel like we'd hear about it, right? Yeah, maybe John Henry's getting cold feet or something yeah. like that. I don't know. I feel yeah, like we'd yeah. hear that too, right? Like it's weird that we've heard yeah, nothing. yeah, nothing. It makes it seem like like they just forgot about it. Like it's weird that like ne- neither like yay or nay on something this yeah. like massive. Yeah, like yeah, like a the a sale of a bit. Maybe maybe they're going through Major League Baseball. Maybe they're trying to get it approved or something. I don't know. I'm sure. I mean, we have to hear something before the season starts. So, yeah. it is what it is. Uh, let's finish off with uh, our last segment. We'll get it done. Uh, we'll get going long here, so we'll get it done pretty quick. So, Julio, Ronnie, it is Christmas time. We're very festive. Um, so, let's give our Major League Baseball Santa's wish list. Um, what do we want in this coming season from Major League Baseball? Season or whatever, what do we just want for the future? Julio, what are you looking to ask from Santa? Well, the, the uh, obviously the obvious thing would be like, I want Marcus and Lestella back. And if yeah. we cool. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to look more broad picture. Um, you know, knock on wood, hopefully by this time next year i can say i went to some major league baseball games again yeah um obviously very fluid situation we'll see how things are going to be going we're hoping for the best but i think one thing that i would be on top of my major league wish list this year is when we do return in stadium and we can watch games safely and get back to normal bring down concession prices um we have one look i love 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 going to baseball games but i hate going to angel games because it's just it's i hate it's just so boring and just monster energy drink and it's the worst but i love going for the fact that i can go there get a hot dog and a couple budweiser cans for 15 bucks and yeah. it's a it's a great time well, and a lot of breweries around is, it too if you want yeah to a lot that. of great breweries around there but what sucks is if i go to dodger stadium um if i want to get that same exact order i got that's at least 50 dollars. yeah uh, we're going to be coming out of a huge global and u.s recession uh, a lot of people are going to be struggling with work and struggling financially and if you think that's a good idea that you're still going to be charging your standard rate for a lot of these concessions. Um, that, yeah, that, that ain't it. That ain't it. And a good example I like to put out there is actually the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons opened uh, the Mercedes Benz uh, Stadium, or I think that's what it's called. Yeah. And uh, they actually did a fantastic job of concession prices. They actually put down the prices of the concessions where. Uh, you can get a hot dog for a dollar fifty, um, a pretzel bites four fifty. You can get uh, like chips and salsa. It's super cheap, super yeah. cheap. Yeah. And guess what happened when they put down their concessions to normal price? Concession prices blew up. Yeah, I was gonna say or not prices, Toss, but uh, know, sales. Revenue, yeah. Sales. I'm sorry. Yeah, sales. Yeah. Sales I, blew assume, up. I assume that people were just fucking going to town at every single game they went to. Oh my, yeah, exactly. So, and it's proven that it absolutely works. That if you yeah. put out that rate, d- 
do it, it your people are going to come in mm. um so why not in the coming year baseball tickets are pretty easy to get a hold of but pretty cheap make the experience significantly better not only for you as owners and the stadium itself but for the uh, fans are going to be coming in make everything cheap that's my yeah. wish all right ronnie what about you um i mean i too wish and hope that we can go to some baseball games uh as next year progresses but i'm also uh hoping that baseball i'm wishing that baseball santa lets major league baseball let their young stars shine right like let them have fun uh stop getting all prissy about like bat flipping and uh, embrace like rivalries and embrace like attitude that's coming in the game. Cause I think it only makes people more attached, right? It's more care. Like yeah. I think baseball has been missing characters. We haven't had characters since like late nineties, early two thousands where it really felt like I could latch onto somebody and be like that guy. Like I know what that guy's all about. Right. And every time it seems like somebody is coming up that could have a little bit more personality, you see the old baseball heads. I know we've been harking on this the entire podcast, but like old baseball heads mm-hmm. kind of shoot them down and say that's not what baseball is all about. But why not? You know, like you saw like the NFL, like embraced celebrating in the end zone, celebrating uh, turnovers. And it's kind of made it a little more like fun to watch, like a little more uh, yeah, engaging. So I don't know why baseball can't do the same with like bat flips and celebrating home runs. And um, yeah, just overall letting, letting, uh, personality shine through i also am wishing that uh baseball does a better job of uh managing itself and getting through uh the rest of this pandemic in a safe way that doesn't cost us any games and hopefully gives us more than 60 even if it's not the full full season we at least get way more than 60 games and we get a closer to a full season so those are my wishes all right for me uh, my two favorite sports things in the world are March Madness and playoff Major League Baseball. Say what you want about the competitiveness of the regular season, how this expanded playoffs has affected was affected this season. I loved every second of it. I loved the additional wild card round. I loved the extra teams added in there. I loved the matchups. I loved the intensity of 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 more playoff baseball games. Uh, one month is too is too short for me. Let's keep this extended ex- expanded playoffs, please. I I it just it it's it my favorite month is October because I can come home from work, turn on and I got I get to watch a competitive baseball game where it actually matters. Like the middle of like the dog day like July games, those are fun to watch and all, but like I mean, at the end of the day, is it really that big a deal if you win or lose? I don't know. But these ones, they're, the intensity, it's just so much fun to watch. The extra round of baseball uh, playoffs last year was just so much fun. I hope they keep that, and that's my wish. I, I, I just – it's just – and it, it also it's a step in the right direction, again, on, <laughs> on uh, being more progressive and changing the game and having it be more fun and, and more likable to the common audience, the public. Um NBA just did it. They had their additional play-in tournament for this past season. It was a hit. So what they do? They added it to the playoffs this season. Uh, I mean, it's just. And we're gonna see how football does it this year too. Yeah, I mean, if it works, like, why not, man? I think out of I all think the the players the would love to be involved. Out of all the quirkiness that happened of the weird stuff this year with like the 
runner at second, extra inning kind of thing. Uh, expanded playoffs, I think, worked out a lot better than all of us really thought. Yeah, yeah. There's, I'd make some small changes. I feel like uh, the one seed should, I don't know, maybe get some, maybe keep like all the home games. But mm-hmm. kind of sucks that if you number one regular season, you still have to play like a best of three. It seems a little wacky, but. Yeah, there's but I agree. I the, the extended playoffs, it, there should be changes. Like we can think about changes, but keep the playoffs for sure. It works in the NBA. I just think that ten teams out of the entire league is just not enough. Yeah, I agree. like yeah, in, in more we've seen so many rooting. times where such good baseball teams have just been cut short. You know, and yeah, yeah, more rooting interest, uh, more fan, more fans rooting in October is never a bad thing, right? Yeah um exactly and it it only intensifies the popularity because then you have more regions of the united states who are interested in what's going on uh julio do you have another one or is that was that your only one um that's pretty much my major one um i know we were running a little late in the time so i don't want to go too hard but uh uh if there's anything else that really jumps out to all of you definitely jump into it right you tell me we're not going to wish for a an a's dodgers world series we're not do oh, we're always wishing for that. <laughs> always wish for that. Always but realistically, that. the A's will, won't make it past the, the division round, so it doesn't matter. And the Dodgers yeah. will find a way to choke in an actual season. That'll be fine. Yeah. Especially when if we uh, decide to not sign our second best player. And that's how we'll know the world has healed. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I, that was it. That was my main one. So, all right. Well, thanks, Ronnie, for joining us this week. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Now, Ronnie, one last little thing Uh-oh. before you go. Chris, if you don't know, uh, Ronnie is also a big Bachelor fan. I am. Ooh, I am. Who, who you got? Who you got? So I need Julio. One thing. I, I'm gonna break the wall. We're recording this on a Monday. It's another Monday Tuesday batch week, right? Yeah. So that's why I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why Julio yeah. wants to get off because it just hit eight o'clock here on the West Coast. But um, I'm not gonna watch tonight. Instead, I watch both tomorrow. Right. So don't spoil anything for me tonight. My got him, my. Okay. Oh, my heart wants Ivan to win. I love that little boy. Sweet guy. Angel man. Um, pretty sure it's going to be Zach, and I'm not upset about that. All three of these guys I'm, are great. Agreed. But if I had a tier list, right, it, it would be it would be uh, Ivan, Zach, and then Brendan's, like, just there, man. I don't. He's not doing much for me, but he's a good guy, you know? I'm glad we got rid of Ben. I had a lot of issues with Ben. Too many issues with Ben. It's pretty bad that you can tell everybody cast crew other dudes chris that you love this woman but you can't say it to her pretty pretty cringy um so the guy just looks i mean he lives in venice california like he's for sure trying to be a model and he went on the show to like and boost 100 percent. he uh he also strikes me as like because he's from indiana and it was like hometowns right they they had to do like the janky like you had to make your own hometown and the dude was like nah uh screw it uh we're i'm just gonna take you to venice beach because that's where i feel the most at home i was like please send this guy home please leave um but yeah Uh, what about you zach I'm going to Zach. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think, want, I, 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 again, big Ivan fan, but my heart is telling me Zach. I don't, what do you guys like about Ivan? He just seems like such a pussy to me. Like, I'm just Aww, like, I'm not about. Hey, what's wrong with that? <laughs> you know? That? You know? I, I, I think I that's think fine. Just, 
no, I, I think they're all I think they're all I think they're all solid options. Um, I I think Zach's gonna win. I th- yeah, I think he's the front runner. I really like Brendan though. Um, I he, he I want him to win. I I felt like their connection was the first one. True. So I I feel like their relationship just has more length to it, and they're a lot more similar. But I, I don't know. I, I can't mean, wait for this get... to just divulge yeah. into a bachelor podcast in the new year before baseball season. That's a, yeah. Goes. That's gonna be the next on the. There's so many bachelor pods. I'll be next one. Um, There's but, too many. It, that's yeah. a crowded market. We're not doing that. <laughs> I'm doing it by myself solo. Uh, tune into my show an hour and a half, two times a week. <laughs> um, so yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, we have a new podcast. We're kind of creating a podcast network, the Bandwagon Fan Podcast Network. We have a new one, NBA Breakfast Pod. The NBA Breakfast. Check it out on all podcast platforms. Um, it is myself and Xavier Gomez. It's a fun, quirky, funny way to look at the, the NBA. It's not so much a lot like this podcast, not so much analytics and seriousness and talking about the game. It's more of, of a fun, funny way of looking at it. So that's the new one. Check it out. Um, you can check out my Twitter to get links from it and stuff like that i'll be posting that but um we will have more episodes for this podcast the town tailgate in the coming year when we actually have some mlb news but we you know slow news day it feels like the past month i don't know julio oh yeah it's just the nature of the game then before we go to also got a quick shout out uh pretty much everybody in my family has been born in december besides my dad and i Nice. So, uh, just want to give a Reynoso family shout out, Elias, Mondo, Andrew, and of course my mom. Happy birthday to all of y'all! Thanks for listening. Love y'all. Um, and then, yeah, Ronnie, always a pleasure to bring you on. Um, we're cooking something up in the future, and we'll definitely. Uh, we're excited to see. Going to be a part of the new network. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, always a pleasure talking to you guys and, and to talk about baseball. As much as I uh, crap on it for an hour and a half. You guys still find a way to make me excited about the game, so I appreciate and, it. And uh, be safe out there, people. COVID is a real thing. I got it. I survived, thank God. But uh, it's uh, you never know who has it and who can spread it to you, so just be careful out there. Numbers are striking up more and more and more. So on that note, very negative, but whatever. Uh, we'll call it a podcast. Um, thank you for listening. And last but not least, Julio. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Oh, shit. Um Let's go, Oakland. (laughs) The Town Tailgate is an independently produced podcast. It is written and executive produced by this guy, Chris Madrigal, and my partner in crime, Julio Reynoso. It is sound mixed and edited by yours truly. Social media management and marketing is run by... Once again, my partner, Julio Reynoso. And a special thanks and shout out to my brother, Larry Madrigal, for composing and producing our theme song, as well as graphic designing our album cover and artwork. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Please tune in next week. Please subscribe. And last but not least, as we always say, let's go Oakland.